Shalom, shalom, peace to everyone in every language, you know. Well, tonight we are going to the secret book of John. This book is among some of the apocrypha that was found in a place in Egypt called Nagamadi. So they are normally referred to as the Nagamadi texts, you know. So it's from a religion that they call Gnosticism and the worshippers are called Gnostics. So, yeah, man, in this religion they are saying that the original God that we know, the God of the Christian religion, is not the real God. Okay, it was created by a goddess called Sophia, and through his ignorance, he thought he was the only God, and there was no other God but him, and that's the reason why he demand blood sacrifice and stuff like that. So, the deception is coming, people. So, I want to just sit down and check out this. Me, you know, I'm play it, and after this, me, I will give my peace. All right, cool. The secret book of John, the teaching of the Savior, and the revelation of the mysteries and the things hidden in silence, things he taught his student John. The revealer appears to John. One day when John, the brother of James, the sons of Zebedee, went up to the temple, it happened that a Pharisee named Eremonius came up to him and said to them, Where is your teacher whom you followed? John said to him, He has returned to the place from which he came. The Pharisee said to him, This Nazarene has deceived you badly, filled your ears with lies, closed your minds, and turned you from the tradition of your parents. When I, John, heard this, I turned away from the temple and went to the mountainous and barren place. I was distressed within, and I said, How was the Savior selected? Why was he sent into the world by his Father? Who was his Father who sent him? To what kind of eternal realm shall we go? And what was he saying when he told us this eternal realm to which you'll go is modeled after the incorruptible realm, but he did not teach us what kind of realm that one is. At the moment I was thinking about this, look, the heavens opened, all creation under heaven lit up, and the world shook. I was afraid, and look, I saw within the light a child standing by me. As I was staring, it seemed to be an elderly person. Again, it changed in appearance to be a youth. Not that there were several figures before me, rather there was a figure with several forms within the light. These forms appeared through each other, and the figure had three forms. The figure said to me, John, John, why are you doubting? Why are you afraid? Are you not familiar with this figure? Then do not be faint-hearted, I am with you always. I am the father, I am the mother, I am the child, I am the incorruptible and the undefiled one. Now I have come to teach you what is, what was, and what is to come, that you may understand what is invisible and what is visible, and to teach you about the unshakable race of perfect humankind. So now lift up your head that you may understand the things I shall teach you today, and that you may relate them to your spiritual friends, who are from the unshakable race of perfect humankind. The One I asked if I might understand this, and it said to me, The One is a sovereign that has nothing over it. It is God and Father of all, the invisible one that is over all, that is incorruptible, that is pure light of which no eye can gaze. The One is the invisible spirit. We should not think of it as God or like a God, for it is greater than a God, because it has nothing over it and no Lord above it. It does not exist within anything inferior to it, since everything exists within it alone. It is eternal, since it does not need anything, for it is absolutely complete. It was never lacked anything in order to be completed by it. Rather, it is always absolutely complete in light. The one is illimitable, since there is nothing before it to limit it. 
unfathomable since there was nothing before to fathom it, immeasurable since there was nothing before it to measure it, invisible since nothing has seen it, eternal since it exists eternally, unutterable since nothing could comprehend it to utter it, unnameable since there is nothing before it to give it a name. The one is the immeasurable light, pure, holy, immaculate. The one is unutterable and is perfect in incorruptibility. Not that it is a part of perfection or blessedness or divinity, it is much greater. The one is not corporeal and is not incorporeal. The one is not large and is not small. It is impossible to say how much is it, what kind is it, for no one can understand it. The one is not among the things that exist, but is much greater. Not that it is greater, rather as it is in yeah man so this is what he's referring to as the giver of life in the universe yeah the unconceivably divine one that start everything so basically this is what everything came from so according to what this is saying um the god of the christian religion would be an imposter so we okay, tune in back to the reading and you know, back to the Asian text the man after this me i will give my peace you know remember that you know it is not a part of the eternal realms or of time for whatever is part of a realm was once prepared by another. Time was not allotted to it, since it receives nothing from anyone. What would be received would be on loan. The one who is first does not need to receive anything from another. Such a one beholds itself in its light. The one is majestic and has an immeasurable purity. The one is a realm that gives a realm, life that gives life, a blessed one that gives blessedness, knowledge that gives knowledge, a good one that gives goodness, mercy that gives mercy and redemption, grace that gives grace. Not as if the one possesses all of this, rather it is the one gives immeasurable and incomprehensible light. What shall I tell you about it? Its eternal realm is incorruptible, at peace, dwelling in silence, at rest before everything. It is the head of all realms, and it sustains them through its goodness. We would not know what is ineffable. We would not understand what is immeasurable, were it not for what has come from the Father. This is the one who has told these things to us alone. Barbello appears. Now this Father is the one who beholds himself in the light surrounding him, which is a spring of living water and provides all the realms. He reflects on his image everywhere, sees it in the spring of the spirit, and becomes enamored of his luminous water, for his image is in the spring of pure luminous water surrounding him. The Father's thought became a reality, and she who appeared in the presence of the Father in shining light came forth. She is the first power who preceded everything, and came forth from the Father's mind as the forethought of all. Her light shines like the Father's light. She, the perfect power, is the image of the perfect and invisible virgin spirit. She, the first power, the glory of Barbello, the perfect glory among the realms, the glory of revelation, she glorified and praised the virgin spirit, for because of this the spirit she had come forth. She is the first thought, the image of the spirit. She became the universal womb, for she precedes everything. The mother father, the first human, the Holy Spirit, the triple male, the triple power, the androgynous one with three names, the eternal realm among the invisible beings, the first to come forth. Barbella asked the invisible virgin spirit to give her foreknowledge and the spirit consented. When the spirit consented, foreknowledge appeared and stood by forethought. 
This is the one who came from the thought of the invisible virgin spirit. Foreknowledge glorified the spirit, and the spirit's perfect power, Barbello, for because of her foreknowledge had come into being. She asked again to be given incorruptibility, and the spirit consented. When the spirit consented, incorruptibility appeared and stood by thought and foreknowledge. Incorruptibility glorified the invisible one in Barbello. Because of her, they had come into being. Barbello asked to be given life eternal, and the invisible spirit consented. When the spirit consented, life eternal appeared, and they stood together and glorified the invisible spirit in Barbello. Because of her, they had come into being. She asked again to be given truth, and the invisible spirit consented. Truth appeared, and they stood together and glorified the good invisible spirit and its Barbello. Because of her, they had come into being. This is the Father's realm of five. It is the first human, the image of the invisible spirit, that is, forethought, which is Barbello and thought, along with foreknowledge, incorruptibility, life eternal, truth. This is the androgynous realm of five, which is the realm of ten, which is the father. Barbello conceives. The father gazed into Barbello with the pure light surrounding the invisible spirit and its radiance. Barbello conceived from it, and it produced a spark of light similar to the blessed light, but not as great. This was the only child of the mother-father that had come forth its only offspring, the only child of the father of the pure light. The invisible virgin spirit rejoiced over the light that was produced that came forth first from the first power of the spirit's forethought, who is Barbello. The spirit anointed it with its own goodness until it was perfect, with no lack of goodness, since it was anointed with the goodness of the invisible spirit. The child stood in the presence of the spirit as the spirit anointed the child. When the child received this from the spirit, at once it glorified the Holy Spirit and perfect forethought, because of her it had come forth. The child asked to be given mind, as a companion to work with, and the spirit consented. When the invisible spirit consented, mind appeared and stood by the anointed, and glorified the spirit and Barbello. All these things being came into existence in silence. Mind wished to create something by means of the word of the invisible spirit. Its will became a reality and appeared, with mind and light glorifying it. Word followed will, for the anointed, the self-conceived God, created everything by the word. Life eternal, will, mind, and foreknowledge stood together and glorified the invisible spirit in Barbello, for because of her they had come into being. The Holy Spirit brought the self-conceived divine child of itself in Barbello to perfection, so the child might stand before the great invisible virgin spirit as the self-conceived God, the anointed, who honored the spirit with loud acclaim. The child came forth through forethought. The invisible virgin spirit set the true self-conceived God over everything and caused all authority and the truth within to be subject to it, so the child might understand everything. The one called by name greater than every name, for that name will be told to those who are worthy of it. The four luminaries, now from the light, which is the anointed, and from incorruptibility by the grace of the Spirit, the four luminaries that derive from the self-conceived God gazed out in order to stand before it. The three beings are will, thought, life. The four powers are understanding, grace, perception, thoughtfulness. 
Grace dwells in the eternal realm of the luminary Harmazal, who is the first angel. There are three other realms with this eternal realm, grace, truth, form. The second luminary is Oriel, who has been appointed over the second eternal realm. There are three other realms with it, afterthought, perception, memory. The third luminary is Devathai, who has been appointed over the third eternal realm. There are three other realms with it, understanding, love, idea. The fourth eternal realm has been set up for the fourth luminary, Alith. These are three other realms with it, perfection, peace, Sophia. These are the four luminaries that stand before the self-conceived God. These are the twelve eternal realms that stand before the child of the great self-conceived, the anointed, by the will and grace of the invisible spirit. The twelve realms belong to the child of the self-conceived one, and everything was established by the will of the Holy Spirit through the self-conceived one. Garrett Dalmas and Seth. Now from the foreknowledge of the perfect mind, through the expressed will of the invisible spirit and the will of the self-conceived one, came the perfect human, the first revelation of the truth. The virgin spirit named the human Gerardamus and appointed Gerardamus to the first eternal realm with the great self-conceived, the anointed by the first luminary, Harmazal. Its powers dwell with it. The invisible one gave Gerardamus an unconquerable power of mind. Gerardama spoke and glorified and praised the invisible spirit by saying, Because of you, everything is coming to being, and to you everything will return. I shall praise and glorify you and the self-conceived and the eternal realms, the three, father, mother, child, the perfect power. Gerardamus appointed his son, Seth, to the second eternal realm before the second luminary, Oriel. In the third eternal realm were stationed the offsprings of Seth, with the third luminary, Devathai. The souls of the saints were stationed there. In the fourth eternal realm were stationed the souls of those who were ignorant of the fullness. They did not repent immediately, but held out for a while and repented later. They came to be with the fourth luminary, Aleth, and they are creatures that glorify the invisible spirit. The fall of Sophia. Now Sophia, who is the wisdom of afterthought, and who constitutes an eternal realm, conceived of a thought form from herself, and the conception of the invisible spirit and foreknowledge. She wanted to bring forth something like herself, without the consent of the spirit. Yeah, in case you are lost, um, those are beings which are responsible for the forces that we live amongst, like thought, will, and all those kind of stuff. So he's basically saying that you have a spiritual being that is responsible for all those kind of stuff, yeah? Like, you have a being responsible for your thoughts and the next one responsible for your will. So that's what's going on right here. So, um, back to the reading now, back to the text. The male did not give approval. She did not find her partner, and she considered this without the spirit's consent and without the knowledge of her partner. Nonetheless, she gave birth, and because of the invincible power within her, her thought was not an idle thought. Something came out of her that was imperfect and different in appearance from her, for she had produced it without her partner. It did not resemble its mother and was misshapen. When Sophia saw what her desire had produced, it changed into a figure of a snake with the face of a lion. Its eyes were like flashing bolts of lightning. She cast it away from her outside the realm. 
Alright, so this is basically the birth of the Demi-Earth, which is Yaldabaoth. That is the god that they say is running things in this um, present universe that we are living in. So they say it had the body of a snake and the face of a lion. Um, have you ever seen um, see those Chinese celebrations going on down in China where they are hurling a, a bean with the head of a lion and the body of a snake? Well, the deception is coming, people, so I just wanted to listen. We are going to break it down at the end, you know. So, here we go again. She surrounded it with a bright cloud and put in a throne in the middle of the cloud so that no one would see it except the Holy Spirit, who is called the Mother of the Living. She named her offspring Yaldabaoth. Yaldabaoth's world order. Yaldabaoth is the first ruler who took great power from his mother. Then he left her and moved away from the place where he was born. He took control and created for himself other realms with luminous fire which still exists. He made it with the mindlessness in him and produced authorities for himself. The name of the first is Atoth, whom generations call the Reaper. The second is Harmas, who is the Jealous Eye. The third is Kalila Umbri. The fourth is Yabel. The fifth is Adonas, who is called Saboth. The sixth is Cain, whom generations of people call the sun. The seventh is Abel. The eighth is Abrasin. The ninth is Yobel. The tenth is Armapil. The eleventh is Melcher Aduin. The twelfth is Belias, who is over the depth of the underworld. Yeldabaoth stationed seven kings, one for each sphere of heaven, to reign over the seven heavens, and five to reign over the depth of the abyss. He shared his fire with them, but he did not give away any of the power of the light that he had taken from his mother, for he is ignorant darkness. When light mixed with darkness, it made the darkness shine. When darkness mixed with light, it dimmed the light and became neither light nor darkness, but rather gloom. This gloomy ruler has three names. The first name is Yaldabaoth. The second is Sakla. The third is Samael. He is wicked in his mindlessness that is in him. He said, I am God, and there is no other God but me, since he did not know where his own strength had come from. The rulers created seven powers for themselves, and the powers created six angels apiece, until there were 365 angels. These are the names and the corresponding appearances. The first is Atoth, and has the face of a sheep. The second is Elohaz, and has the face of a donkey. The third is Astophius and has the face of a hyena. The fourth is Yao and has the face of a snake with seven heads. The fifth is Sabaoth and has the face of a snake. The sixth is Adonan and has the face of an ape. The seventh is Sabatias and has a face of a flaming fire. This is the sevenfold nature of the weak. Yaldabaoth has many faces, more than all of these, so that he could show whatever face he wanted when he was among the seraphim. He shared his fire with them and lowered it over them because of the glorious power he had from his mother's light. That is why he called himself God and defied the place from which he came. In his thought he united the seven powers with the authorities that were with him. When he spoke it was done. He named each of the powers beginning with the highest. First is goodness, with the first power, Atoth. Second is forethought, with the second power, Eloius. Third is divinity, with the third power, Estonius. Fourth is lordship, with the fourth power, Yao. Fifth is kingdom, with the fifth power, Saboth.
Six is jealousy with the sixth power, Adonan. Seventh is understanding with the seventh power, Sabbatias. Each has a sphere in its own realm. They were named after the glory above for the destruction of the powers. While the names given them by their maker were powerful, the names given them after the glory above would bring about their destruction and loss of power. That is why they have two names. Yaldabaoth organized everything after the patterns of the first realms that had come into being, so that he might create everything in an incorruptible form. Not that he had seen the incorruptible ones, rather the power that is in him that he had taken from his mother produced in him the pattern for the world order. When he saw creation surrounding him and the throng of angels around him who had come forth from him, he said to them, I am a jealous God and there is no other God beside me. But by announcing this, he suggested to the angels with him that there is another God. For if there were no other God, of whom would he be jealous? Sophia repents. Then the mother began to move around. She realized that she was lacking something when the brightness of her light diminished. She grew dim because her partner had not collaborated with her. I said, Master, what does it mean that she moved around? The master laughed and said, Do not suppose that it is as Moses said above the waters. No, when she recognized the wickedness that had occurred and the robbery her son had committed, she repented. When she became forgetful in the darkness of ignorance, she began to be ashamed. She did not dare to return, but she was agitated. This agitation is the moving around. The arrogant one took power from his mother. He was ignorant, for he thought no one existed except his mother alone. When he saw the throng of angels he had created, he exalted himself over them. When the mother realized that the trappings of darkness had come into being imperfectly, she understood that her partner had not collaborated with her. She repented with many tears. The whole realm of fullness heard her prayer of repentance and offered praise on her behalf to the invisible virgin spirit, and the spirit consented. When the invisible spirit consented, the Holy Spirit poured upon her some of the fullness of all. For her partner did not come to her on his own, but he came to her through the realm of fullness, so that he might restore what she lacked. She was taken up not to her own eternal realm, but to a position above her son. She was to remain in the ninth heaven until she restored what was lacking in herself. The human appears. A voice called from the exalted heavenly realm. The human exists and the human child. The first ruler, Yaldabaoth, heard the voice and thought it had come from his mother. He did not realize its source. The holy, perfect mother-father, the complete forethought, the image of the Invisible One, being the father of everything, though whom everything came into being, the first human. This is the one who showed them and appeared in human shape. The entire realm of the first ruler quaked, and the foundation of the abyss shook. The bottom of the waters above the material world was lighted by this image that had appeared. When all the authorities and the first ruler stared at his appearance, they saw the whole bottom as it was illumined, and through the light they saw the shape of the image in the water. The creation of Adam, Yaldabaoth, said to the authorities with him, Come, let us create a human being after the image of God and with a likeness to ourselves, so that this human image may give us light. They created through their respective powers according to the features that were given to them. Each of the authorities contributed a physical feature corresponding to the figure of the image they had seen. They created a being like a perfect first human and said, Let us call it Adam and its name may give us power of light. The powers began to create. The first one, goodness, created a soul of bone. The second, forethought, created a soul of sinew. The third, divinity, created a soul of flesh. 
The fourth lordship created a soul of marrow. The fifth kingdom created a soul of blood. The sixth jealousy created a soul of skin. The seventh understanding created a soul of hair. So what's going on here now? You know, I want to listen good, you know. People, listen good. So what's going on here now is the demiurge and his angel that he created, creating mankind. So they created the first man, which was Adam, and each of his archons that he created, each of his followers that he created after he was created by Sophia, is performing a special task on Adam. So one is responsible for the snooze in the bone, one is responsible for the brain. So just check it out and I'll go get back to one after it finish. Physical substances from the authorities in order to create a network of limbs and trunk with all parts properly arranged. The first one, who is Raphael, began by creating the head. Abron created the skull. Menegothdro created the brain. Asterchim, the right eye. Sathamoka, the left eye. Euronymus, the right ear. Bisum, the left ear. Akarim, the nose. Benin, Ephraim, the lips. Amen, the teeth. Ibikan, the molars. Basaladim, the tonsils. Achacha, the uvula. Abadan, the neck. Chaman, the vertebrae. Dircho, the throat. Tirbar, the right shoulder. Minarkan, the right elbow. The left shoulder. E, the left elbow. Abitrion, the right underarm. Unithen, the left underarm. Cruz, the right hand. Balu, the right hand. Trenu, the fingers of the right hand. Balbal, the fingers of the left hand. Crema, the fingernails. Astrops, the right breast. Baroff, the left breast. Baum, the right shoulder joint. Ararim, the left shoulder joint. Areach, the belly. Fitu, the navel. Senefim, the abdomen. Eratopi, the right ribs. Zebido, the left ribs. Marias, the right hip. Finuth, the left hip. Abenlaki, the marrow. Ganuchamarin, the bones. Gasul, the stomach. Agramana, the heart. Banu, the lungs. Sastrapal, the liver. Anisimlar, the spleen. Thapathro, the intestines. Biblo, the kidneys. Roror, the sinews. Tafrio, the backbone. Iposbapo, the veins. Bainboran, the arteries. Atanamesapifi, the breath and all the limbs. Intholia, all the flesh. Baduk, the right buttock. Arabi, the left buttock. Blank, the penis. Elo, the testicles. Sorma, the genitals. Gormashgabar, the right thigh. Nebrith, the left thigh. Serum, the muscles on the right leg. Azaklas, the muscle on the left. Ormoth, the right leg. Eminen, the left leg. Nux, the right shin. Tepulon, the left shin. Achiel, the right ankle. Thunum, the left ankle. Biothrum, the right foot. Bobel, its toes. Truckum, the left foot. Thikna, its toes. Miamai, the toenails. Laborian, 
Those who are appointed over all these are seven in number. Atoth, Armoth, Kalalah, Yabel, Sabath, Cain, Abel. Those who activate the limbs part by part, the head, Diolimadraza, the neck, Yamax, the right shoulder, Yakoib, the left shoulder, Oriton, the right hand, or Didi, the left hand, Arbal, the fingers of the right hand, Lampo, the fingers of the left hand, Likafar, the right breast, Barbar, the left breast, Ime, the chest, Basandrophes, the right shoulder joint, Crode, the left shoulder joint, Odiar, the right ribs, Asphyxix, the left ribs, Sunochuta, the abdomen, Arof, the womb, Sabalo, the right thigh, Karchab, the left thigh, Cathayon, all the genitals, Bathanoth, the right leg, Cho, the left leg, Karcha, the right shin, Aror, the left shin, Tothka, the right ankle, Aeol, the left ankle, Cheriner, the right foot, Bastion, its toes, Architeneth, the left foot, Maraponth, its toes, Abrana. Seven have been empowered over all of these, Michael, Uriel, Esmenides, Cephistol, Armorium, Rikram, Amiorts. Those who are over the senses are Archidenka, the one who is over perception, is Ditha Barkas, the one who is over imagination, is Onma, the one who is over arrangement, is Akim, the one who is over impulse to action, is Riarmanacho. The source of the demons that are in the entire body is divided into four, heat, cold, wetness, dryness. The mother of them all is matter. The one who is lord over heat is Plexifa. The one who is lord over cold is Oraothus. The one who is lord over what is dry is Iramacho. The one who is lord over wetness is Athuro. The mother of these, Onothorcris, stands in the midst of them, for she is unlimited and mingles with them all. She is matter, and by her they are nourished. The four principal demons are Epinithin, the demon of pleasure, Yoko, the demon of desire, Nenethnia, the demon of Greece, Blauman, the demon of fear. The mother of them all is Asthesis, Uch Epi To. From the four demons have come the passions. From grief come jealousy, envy, pain, trouble, distress, hard-heartedness, anxiety, sorrow, and others. From pleasure comes an abundance of evil, vain, conceit, and the like. From desire come anger, wrath, bitterness, intense lust, greed, and the like. From fear come terror, servility, anguish, and shame. All these are like virtues and vices. The insight into their true nature is Anaro, who is the head of the material soul, and it dwells with Esthesis, the Auch Epito. This is the number of angels. In all, they number 365. They all work together until limb by limb, the physical and material body was completed. Now there are others over the remaining passions, and I have not told you about them. If you want to know about them, the information is recorded in the book of Zoroaster. Adam receives spirit and life. All the angels and demons worked together until they fashioned the physical body, but for a long time their creation did not stir or move at all. 
When the mother wanted to take back the power she had relinquished to the first ruler, she prayed to the most merciful mother-father of all. With a sacred command, the mother-father sent five luminaries down to the place of the angels of the first ruler. They advised him so that they might recover the mother's power. They said to Yaldabaoth, Breathe some of your spirit into the face of Adam, and then the body will arise. He breathed his spirit into Adam. The spirit is the power of his mother, but he did not realize this because he lives in ignorance. The mother's power went out of Yaldabaoth and into the physical body, and it made him to be like the one who was from the beginning. The body moved and became powerful, and it was enlightened. At once the rest of the powers became jealous, although Adam had come into being through all of them, and he had all given their power to this human. Adam was more intelligent than the creators and the first ruler. When they realized that Adam was enlightened and could think more clearly than they and was stripped of evil, they took and threw Adam into the lowest part of the whole material realm. The blessed, benevolent, merciful mother-father had compassion for the mother's power that had been removed from the first ruler. The rulers might be able to overpower the physical, perceptible body once again. So with its benevolent spirit and great mercy, the father-mother sent a helper to Adam, an enlightened afterthought who is from the father-mother and who is called life. She helped the whole creature, laboring with it, restoring it to its fullness, teaching it about the descent of the seed, teaching it about the way of ascent, which is the way of descent. Enlightened afterthought was hidden within Adam so that the rulers might not recognize her, but that afterthought might be able to restore what the mother lacked. The imprisonment of humanity. The human being Adam was revealed through the bright shadow within, and Adam's ability to think was greater than that of all the creators. When they looked up, they saw that Adam's ability to think was greater, and they devised a plan with the whole throng of rulers and angels. They took fire, earth, and water and combined them with the four fiery winds. They wrought them together and made a great commotion. The rulers brought Adam into the shadow of the death so that they might produce a figure again from earth, water, fire, and the spirit that comes from matter, that is, from the ignorance of darkness and desire and their own false spirit. This is the cave for remodeling the body, for these criminals put on the human, the fetter of forgetfulness. Adam became a mortal being, the first to descend and the first to become estranged. The enlightened afterthought within Adam, however, would rejuvenate Adam's mind. The rulers took Adam and put Adam in paradise. They said, eat, meaning do so in a leisurely manner. But in fact, their pleasure is bitter and their beauty is perverse. Their pleasure is a trap. Their trees are a sacrilege. Their fruit is deadly poison. Their promise is death. They put their tree of life in the middle of paradise. I shall teach you the secret of their life, the plan they devise together, the nature of their spirit. The root of their tree is bitter. Its branches are death, its shadow is hatred, a trap is in its leaves, its blossoms is bad ointment, its fruit is death, desire is at its seed, its blossoms in darkness. The dwelling place of those who taste of it is the underworld, and darkness is their resting place. But the rulers lingered in front of what they call the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which is the enlightened afterthought, so that Adam might not behold its fullness and recognize his shameful nakedness. But I was the one who induced them to eat. I said to the Savior, Master, was it not the snake that instructed Adam to eat? The Savior laughed and said, The snake instructed them to eat of the wickedness of sexual desire and destruction so that Adam might be of use to the snake. This is the one who knew Adam was disobedient because of the enlightened afterthought within Adam, which made Adam stronger of mind than the first ruler. 
The first ruler wanted to recover the power that he himself had passed on to Adam, so he brought deep sleep upon Adam. I said to the Savior, What is this deep sleep? The Savior said, It is not as Moses wrote and you have heard. He said in his first book, he put Adam to sleep. Rather, this deep sleep was a loss of sense. Thus the ruler said, Through the prophet, I shall make their minds sluggish, that they may neither understand nor discern. The creation of Eve. Enlightened afterthought hid herself within Adam. The first ruler wanted to take her from Adam's side, but enlightened afterthought cannot be apprehended. While darkness pursued her, it did not apprehend her. The first ruler removed part of Adam's power and created... Yeah, man, so... <laughs> It's basically I say after the divine, after the one, the inconceivable, the all-knowing, creator, create Sophia. Sophia use her thought now and use her negative energy without a partner and mistakenly create a being named Yalda Boat. And because she knows it was an abomination, she hide him in the cloud. Yeah, and after she hide him in the cloud, she noticed say, she lose power because her light body get dim. Yeah, because they don't really have skin like them have light body. So her light body I get dim so she couldn't ascend back into the eternal realm. So they have to place her in our realm above Yalda boat that her sonish part she conceived without the partner. Yeah, but these texts, these texts actually predate the Bible, you know. These texts go way back. And not because them go way back, we don't go really. Well, me personally, not go really say them are true because you have to understand you can't be ignorant of the enemy and him device, you know. Yeah, man, you have to know the enemy devices because the force which part we are at war against this great evil that's plaguing the world has been here from before we were here, so it's much smarter than we are. Yeah, if it's gonna deceive us, it knows exactly how to deceive us and the trick to use. So what we have to do now is try to search the ear stock for that needle so we have to search the ear stock for an eagle right now because according to what this is saying is that after sophia create the demi urge the demi urge and his demons that he created um created adam and then he blew his breath inside of adam not knowing that he was giving adam the power the energy that he got from his mother which his mother sophia got from the original inconceivable all-knowing god so basically what this is saying that the god that created adam in the genesis account isn't the original god okay but then again me keep on warning about the deception and what is deception as i said before in one of my earlier podcasts deception is when you mix the truth with the lie so by mixing the truth with the lie you now the lie become more easier to consume yeah because once you put that lie inside the truth people are gonna consume the truth with the lie so what this gnostic teaching is doing now is it's trying to change the reviews of the mosai it's trying to make it seem that there's a higher god above the god that we know so basically we would have to bypass this god so this is a deception yeah, because we cannot be ignorant of the enemy and his devices. Yeah, so what this is basically telling us is that our God that we know is a bloodthirsty demi urge that doesn't care about anybody. He just care about himself and and got caught up in this crave for power. 
so that's the image of God that they want us to portray now so therefore now we would lose confidence in God and right here right here is a twist to the Adam version that we knew in the Genesis account because according to this after Yalobot and his archons created Adam they each put a part of them inside Adam so after creating Adam, Adam was greater than they were because they each put their powers in him so he had power from the hall of them including power from the divine which was passed from Yaldabaoth mother to Yaldabaoth which Yaldabaoth passed on to Adam so here we have a, ne have a next twist of the Adam story in the Genesis account but as I said before these are all distraction these are all deceptions these are all truth mixed with lies for us to consume so next time folks stay awake stay prepared all right